This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Two quick things before I get started today. The first is that I would absolutely love to have you submit questions for my Q&A discussion, which will be in a few weeks from now. This will be in regards to anything surrounding influencing or leaving social media or just about social media in general. This doesn't even have to be a question. It can just be your personal experience. I would love to hear from you if you recently took time off of social media or left social media for good. I would love to hear about your experience and what you've thought about that. So if you want to do that, I will put the link to my voicemail into the show notes below and you can just click on that. It's super easy and you can just hit record and it sends it right to me. And then I can include your voices in the podcast episode when I do my Q&A, which is pretty cool. The second thing is If you can leave a review after listening, that would be absolutely amazing. This is how I'm able to run this podcast is with your reviews and of course with the help of some advertisers that I have gotten on board this year. So if you can, when this is done, if you could just hit review, that would be so amazing and I really, really appreciate the time that you take out of your day to do that for me. So here we go. Our first sponsor today is Navy Hair Care. I have been working with Navy Hair Care since they launched back in 2018. At that time, I was about a year postpartum with our third child, and my hair was experiencing some trouble after some significant postpartum hair loss. Navy really helped to strengthen my hair, and I noticed a big difference about one to two months after using it regularly. With biotin, vitamins, and rosemary oil, this shampoo and conditioner combo has been part of my daily routine for years now. I also use the charcoal mask every one to two weeks to help revitalize my hair. It helps to dry out toxins, heavy metals, and impurities, which we have plenty of since we have well water. This mask will leave your hair feeling incredibly soft and lightweight. You can use the code Lindsay, L-Y-N-Z-Y, for 30% off your order, and I will leave the links to the products I mentioned within the show notes. Today's show is also sponsored by Sarah Belly. Sarah Belly was founded by neurosurgeon Teresa Persner. You can hear all about the story that inspired the brand within the episode we recorded together about six months ago. After becoming a neurosurgeon, Teresa went back to school to earn her PhD in developmental neurobiology at Stanford. After having her three children, she was having a hard time finding baby food that focused on the proper nutrients needed for the developing brain. And thus, Sarah Belly was born. 
Did you know that 80% of a baby's brain is fully developed by the age of three? Cerebelli is the only brand of organic purees that provide 16 key brain supporting nutrients. Let your baby explore veggie first, clean label project certified flavors with no added sugar and spoonfuls of nutrients with Cerebelli. Parenting is an art, Cerebelli is science. And you know how much I love science. My kids also enjoy their smart bars, which are great for a quick nutrient packed snack for on the go. Today's listeners can get up to 35% off your first order of Cerebelli with code Lindsay 20. That's L Y N Z Y 20 plus an additional 15% off when you subscribe and save. Hello everyone. So this is the, I think it's the third episode in my leaving social media series. And I wanted to talk about preparing to leave social media. I know that I had heard from many that wanted to leave, but weren't sure how to necessarily prepare. So I think there's two ways to think about this. So the first way to think about it is if you have a business that you are either on Instagram as a business and that is your you know, primary way of making income, or it may be that you use social media as a way to advertise and it's a way of making money indirectly for your business, or just on a personal level, you want to prepare to leave social media, but you're nervous about being disconnected from the rest of the world. And so I can absolutely understand all of these different feelings that might come with each of these. And I'm going to speak to it both on a business level and a personal level. And I am going to be, again, like all over the place with this because I I don't have any written notes in front of me to kind of go by. So I'm just going to speak from my heart here. So when I had decided last year to leave social media for good, There were two ways of thinking about this. The first, I thought, you know, how am I going to do this? I make 90%, and I'm making that up, but close to that, uh, 90% of my income for my brand through Instagram, probably more than that, honestly. And so how am I going to leave and make any money for my business? And then the second was... Am I ready on a personal level to be disconnected in this way? And how can I fulfill that space of being connected to the world and figuring out what's going on news-wise and everything else, but do it in a way that doesn't involve social media? So I'll speak to both of these. So the first I'll address is on a personal level, just because this pretty much involves everyone, regardless of if you have a business on social media or not. So on a personal level, if you're only using social media for personal use, you know, this can be for so many different reasons, but I really, really encourage you to take some time to set aside grab a notepad and grab a pen and just jot down reasons why you use social media. So this could be, you know, to feel less alone. You know, I'm a new mom. I feel really alone. I don't have any moms that I can talk to and being able to go to certain accounts makes me feel like I'm not parenting alone. Or it could be that, you know, you have some 
rare condition or illness disease, and you're able to connect with certain groups through Facebook groups there that have many people that are, you know, in the same predicament as you, you know, it could be for a variety of different reasons. So just jot all of those down because I think a lot of the time, at least when I was using it, sometimes it would just be like an automatic reaction to just pull up social media, but I didn't have a why, you know? So it's like the second you hit that Instagram app button, why am I going onto this app? What is my purpose? Am I trying to find out if like in my case, if the mountain is closed because we got too much rain, I was, I was so irritated this week because I couldn't figure out if our nearby mountain was closed because they had posted on social media, but nowhere else. And so, you know, is it for that purpose? Is it for, you know, finding something out quickly or is it, I'm just on here because I'm bored or is it, I'm on here because I'm stressed out and I just need a release. You know, so all of those things could be reasons why you use social media, but it's so important that the second you hit that button, you're asking yourself, like, what do I want to get out of this, you know, five minutes, 30 minutes, 60 minutes that I'm using social media? What am I getting out of this? For me personally, I could honestly say nothing. I I don't have anything I am trying to get out of social media. My answer would have been different years ago, maybe, where I would have said to you, oh, you know, I find all these new ideas or outfit ideas or or house ideas, or, you know, I, I find out all my news through, you know, certain accounts and it makes me feel like I'm informed. But I can honestly tell you now that, for me, it just seems like information information overload that didn't actually enrich my life at all. In fact, it made me feel like I was more stressed out and anxious because I had too much you know, additional new information at my disposal that I didn't need. So for me, when I came, when I was thinking about, you know, using social media on a personal level, there was nothing about it that I was trying to gain necessarily from a personal perspective. I guess you could say that I did like to go on there and see what people um, were doing that I you know, was friends with in farther away places that I wasn't able to actually connect with in person. But even then, I truly feel that using social media in a way to connect with people in your real life, so people that are your friends in real life that you, you, you talk with on the phone or you're with you know, face to face, using social media as your primary connector to that person is just not a great idea. I don't think personally, because half the time the other person on the receiving end doesn't feel like there's that connection there. You might feel connected to that person because you know what they're doing. You know, they recently went on a trip and they had fun. You recently looked at their account and you found out their child completed swim lessons or what have you, but you might feel connected to them because of what they're sharing, but they're not connected to you at all because you haven't actually reached out to them to send them a text and say, Oh, that's so great. I'm so great. I'm so glad you had fun on that recent trip. Like, tell me more about it. You know, what's been going on in your life or calling them and saying, Hey, you know, I haven't talked to you in a while. I want to chat with you. The digital relationship with people that are in your real life is never going to be as fruitful as 
the relationship you have offline. I can tell you that if somebody commented on an Instagram post that I had and said, oh, like really cool adventure you guys went on versus if they had sent me a text and said, hey, Lindsay, I saw you recently went on a trip and it looked so fun. Like I'd love to chat more about it and tell you about the trip I'm planning soon. Like let's catch up. I would have been like, wow, that's, that's so amazing that this person that that's in my life reached out to me separately to acknowledge that they, you know, they did see my post on social media, but they reached out to, to connect more with me. It's just more fruitful overall. And I have noticed in my own life after leaving social media, having been off now for, you know, over two months, there are people in my life that I no longer talk to, you know, or that used to send me random messages, but, you know, have dropped off. And that to me is okay. You know, we, we don't have room in our life for everybody. You know, I would much rather have fewer really important, amazing connections with people than to have a thousand friends and be like, I have a thousand friends. I want to have meaningful relationships with, with people and be able to spend the time and be able to be really connected to those people than to have, you know, a bunch of these mini relationships with people that I I never really connect with outside of saying, Hey, cool hair on Instagram, you know? And I don't know if that's just, I'm getting older and that's how I feel about things, you know, but that's, that's just kind of how I've felt about it um, since I left. So from a personal level, um, it really depends on why you're using social media. So if you're using it because you feel alone, think about why you feel alone. Are you alone because you're a new mom and you don't have anybody to connect with? Okay, how could I resolve that without using social media? I could look for you know, new mom groups around in my um, neighborhood, you know, things are starting to open up now, you know, with COVID and everything. So maybe meeting people, you know, in your own neighborhood would be really great. And you can make, you know, new friends that way. Sometimes there are even websites that will connect you with people in your area that are new moms. So kind of looking for something like that, that We'll be able to put you face to face with people that live nearby you might be a great idea. I know they used to have, I can't remember what it was called, but a stroller walk run for moms and they would hold them in pretty much like every area around the country and you can meet new moms that way. So that might be a great idea or even just joining, you know, like the mommy and me classes and just meeting moms through there, you know, going to some, some little classes that you can bring your child to nearby. If you're using it because you're stressed, well, first of all, why are you stressed? Because for me, social media was actually making me much more stressed. And with the removal of it, I actually solved all of those problems. So I encourage you, if you're using it because you do feel stressed, you're using it to de-stress yourself. I encourage you to just take a 30-day reset break. And Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport is a great book to read on that. Or I have a blog post that talks about it. But seeing how you feel after those 30 days will be a really good indicator to see if, in fact, social media is contributing to your stress. Now, if you feel like after those 30 days, that wasn't really it, then I do encourage you to just see like, you know, are there things that really that you really enjoy that might be a good de-stressor for you? For me, that's working out. So 
Could I go for a run more often? Could I try to get to a gym class? Could I join a nearby gym and try something new like bar or a yoga or, you know, just even trying a new sport, like even like me trying skiing this year and really getting into it has been awesome and a great way for me to use my brain in a different way. So seeing if you can do something like that. If you're using it to disconnect, think of other ways you could disconnect. So could you just read, uh, you know, a, a crazy fantasy novel or could you learn something new, like learn to knit? Or I actually just saw there's this place nearby about 20 minutes away that holds all these really cool classes, like calligraphy classes, you know, sculptures, pottery, all these different things. And I just thought like, this is a really cool thing to get involved with, with a few of your friends, you know, and and just schedule out a couple days where you guys learn something new together. And that could be really great for, you know, just de-stressing yourself and, and making that connection at the same time. The other thing that I would encourage you to do, which I did, I had printed, I think I actually have a sheet that you can print off on my blog post. I'll link it in the show notes, but it's just a page where it encourages you to write down your favorite accounts. So this is a great exercise because, you know, part of you is like, well, there's just so there, you know, I have like five favorite accounts. I don't want to miss out on what they're, you know, what they're offering. They have great content. I encourage you to go to their page. First of all, write down their Instagram handle. And then next to that, you write down where else they can be found. So I think most people that are on Instagram will have some other mode of where they put their content. So is that a newsletter? Is that a blog? Is that a podcast? Is it YouTube? And you know, if they're smart, they have somewhere else that their content lives because we don't know what will happen with Instagram. Instagram could poof, go away tomorrow. And so it's really important to have a plan for where your community can find you if that ever happens. So most people have this already set up. So go to their page, figure out where else they are, write that down. Oh, okay. This person that I really like following also has a newsletter. Well, they also have a blog. They also have, you know, a YouTube channel, what have you. See how often they use all of those things and then sign up for what they use the most. So if that person only sends out a newsletter newsletter monthly, but they publish blog posts, you know, once a week, then I would sign up, you know, to get their blog post delivered to me. And there's actually a really cool app called Feedly. It's F-E-E-D-L-Y. And you can sign up for your favorite blogs and follow along with them. And you will see in your feed there whenever they publish a new blog post. So for me, I actually have maybe five or six blogs on there and I'll check it once every few weeks and just catch up on recent posts. Like nothing that I ever check daily or even weekly. So you can sign up for that. And then just go down the list. You know, if you have five accounts that you really enjoy following, write them all down and then write down where they can be found and write down what you signed up for. So, oh, you know, I really liked following her. I'm going to sign up for her newsletter. I really liked following him. I'm going to sign up, you know, on Apple Podcasts to be alerted when a new podcast drops and just connect with them this way. I also think that this is a really healthy way of being able to keep up with people that you may not know in real life, but that you think are producing really quality content that you want to keep up with. This is just such a great way to do it in a way that's giving your brain space 
that it needs to be able to process information. So this was a big reason why I wanted to leave social media and only use my newsletter because all of the information that I would typically put into my stories throughout the week is now just in one newsletter that goes out Friday. So it almost gives the person that really liked to view your content, it gives them this pass like, okay, even if you miss my stories, I will still be able to give you the content that would have been on there on Friday and you can just catch up whenever it's convenient for you. As opposed to like feeling like you're missing out because the stories expire after 24 hours and you can never find that content ever again. This is somewhere where the content will always live. It will always be there. It's in your email. You can even save every newsletter to a subgroup in your email and you can revisit them at a different time. Oh, what was that, you know, uh, podcast episode she had mentioned about X, Y, or Z? Oh, it's probably in last, you know, last week's email or a couple weeks ago. Let me check it out. And you have it all there as opposed to also screenshotting any type of information you see on social media. And then, you know, you have 5,000 screenshots on your phone. You have no idea which one is the one that you actually need to get to. So I have just personally found that really helpful and it might be helpful for you to kind of organize your brain and think about what your favorite accounts are and where they can be found. If you do have somebody you really enjoy following and they don't have somewhere where you can connect with them offline, I do encourage you to reach out to them and just say, Hey, listen, I would love to leave social media and you're one of the accounts I really love keeping up with. Do you have any plans to, you know, set up a weekly newsletter or you know, set up a blog or somewhere else I can connect with you outside of social media, just to put a bug in their ear. Maybe they're already working on it or maybe they're not. And I think telling someone they're doing a great job and that you really like keeping up with them and you don't want to lose that connection by leaving social media is, is going to really, you know, encourage them and give them that push to maybe start setting up um, their content elsewhere, which I think is really important. Okay. So I think that's all I have to say about leaving on a personal level. You just have to, you know, sit down and, you know, before you leave permanently, just take the 30 day break and see how it makes you feel. Use the exercises. Why am I using social media? What am I there on there for? And then, you know, using that time to also write down your favorite accounts and where you can find them. And then if after the 30 days, you're like, oh, I think I do want to stay on here and just set, you know, 15 minute limits or, or what have you. Or if you want to leave completely because you felt so damn good being off for a month, you know, either way, they're just great exercises. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this is a little bit different if you are a business. <laughs> Obviously, um, my position is going to be wildly different than the person next to me and the person next to them. We all you know, have different careers. Some of our careers we have left completely and that door has closed or some of us had careers we left and were able to go back to, or some of us, you know, like myself, have careers and have stayed in it and now I'm just actually trying to pick up more, but not really able to because we don't have childcare. But you know, either way, everybody has a different circumstance. So this is going to vary wildly for everybody. But 
you really have to sit down and think about what you want out of your brand. What do you want out of your business? You know, if the only thing you can say is I want to make money, I want to make more money, then I don't know that this would be for you because I don't think you could at this particular point just leave social media completely and still make the same amount of money or more money. That's that's not going to be possible because of the way that the world works right now. Could it be possible in, in a couple of years, months? I don't know. You know, I don't know where we're going with social media. I sure hope that we're going in a direction where people start to, you know, awaken to what it's it's doing to our children's brains and our own brains and we're able to use it in a more healthy way. But I don't think we're there yet. And I, I do think I do think we're we're making progress. I do think that people are writing books and publishing podcast episodes and talking about it a lot more. But I don't know where, if we're at that moment where, you know, a business could quit Instagram and have no financial uh, negative outcome from it. So for me, I was prepared to take a very large income hit when I decided to delete my account. So think about this. You have to plan this out. I would say a year ahead of time. Really, it needs to be a year, I think, because you need to financially prepare. How much money do I make in a year? Do I need to save absolutely every penny that I make this year in order to make up for that transitional period that I'm going to encounter when I leave social media? What will be my ways of making income once I leave here? So for me personally, I said, okay, I personally find my podcast to be the most fulfilling thing I do. I'm able to connect with somebody in the medical field one-on-one. I'm able to learn something while I talk to them. I'm able to educate others with our conversation. And for me, that is really fulfilling. And so that is my main focus, finding experts to talk to, finding topics that everybody enjoys. And I hadn't yet made my podcast, you know, a monetary part of my business. I was not hiring any advertisers for my podcast. I really actually truly didn't even know how to go about it. It's a little bit different than monetizing your Instagram platform. But I decided to do that in 2022. And just recently only have, I think I only have three brands I'm working with and they're brands I've worked with for years prior. And you know, I don't have any big plans to connect with a bunch of brands. I, I have a very small focus and, you know, just want to, you know, meet one particular finance goal and be able to pay for expenses. And, you know, that's kind of where I'm at now. So podcast ads, I'm like, okay, I can make, you know, X amount of money per month. Hopefully that's my goal here. Then I have my page, my small Patreon community group where I make X amount of money per month there. And then also I have the uh, newsletter where I'm able to occasionally put in links there that either go out to Amazon or go out to some other retailer where I will make a small commission off of anything that someone does buy. So if I link to a book that I'm that I'm currently reading and someone buys it, I might make five cents or what have you. So those are the three ways that I'm able to make money without any social media involvement. Now, once you cut out social media involvement, you're not linking to anything. People are not constantly clicking your links. It is a very, very slow process compared to how it used to be. But for me, the positive impact of all of that, not only on myself, but on people that were in my community is undescribable, right? Because 
those people are now not spending money that they you know, didn't have maybe, right? So some people are on there and they spend money, they don't have the money to be spending it, or they're just buying things and they don't really need it. But now if I link something out in my newsletter, someone can, you look at it and say, oh yeah, you know, maybe I need it. Maybe I don't, I'll come back to it. Whereas I feel like everything on Instagram is rather fast paced. So you see something and, oh, it's on sale for only 24 hours. I got to buy it now, purchase, and it's gone. And then that thing shows up at your door and you're like, what the hell did I just buy? I don't need this. I don't need this dog hair trimmer, whatever the heck it is. So I do think it allows you to think about your purchases more when you're um, you know, engaging with uh, these different forms of media as opposed to something that's fast paced like Instagram stories. Okay. So yeah. So figuring out where your income will be coming from once you leave. So this will obviously look very different for everybody. I know someone who's really trying to ramp up her YouTube channel in hopes of leaving leaving at the end of the year. Now, you could, you know, make money so many different ways. You could you could think to yourself, "Oh my gosh, you know what? I have a product I've been wanting to launch for years. I'm going to this is the time to do it. Launch your product 6 months from now. Stay on Instagram for 6 more months. Get that product off the ground. Have people sign up for your newsletter and then leave in a year. You know, just creating this 12-month plan for yourself or 18-month plan for yourself will be huge. And that's exactly what I did. I said, "You know what? In January, I said, I'm going to launch my podcast in March. I am going to talk about my podcast for the entire rest of the year. I'm going to talk about all the episodes I launch. I am going to, you know, talk about my newsletter, tell people that's where they can find me once I leave here and just build up all of these other things that you are trying to cultivate off of social media. So I just kind of mapped out what I wanted to happen, what my goals were. Okay. My goal is to have this many subscribers for my newsletter before I leave. My goal is to have this many downloads for my podcast before I leave. And then if you hit that goal, make another goal, you know, make another goal for yourself. If you don't hit it, who cares? You already met the first goal. It's freaking awesome. I know that it seems daunting to leave a platform that can ultimately give you more community and give you more money. But sometimes you just need to weigh out the pros and cons of that. And for me, the cons outweighed the pros. And that's why I left. That won't be the case for everybody. In fact, next, um, not next week, but two weeks from now, I am doing a podcast episode with my friend, Danny, who created the daily page the, the daily page, which is a planner that I talk about all the time. And I'd showed you guys many times in my Instagram stories and I love it so much. And I love that she concentrated on paper goods because she knows the value of paper goods in a digital world. And I actually recorded it with her this morning. We talk a lot about digital versus paper goods and how you can use them both in a healthy way, but only using digital can actually make your brain kind of go haywire, kind of like how it is when you use too much social media. And for some people using both things, digital and paper is a great combination. And I'm definitely one of those people, but I just love that about her. So she talks about how she has, you know, morphed into this. She went from being, you know, a social media agency to now owning her own business and really aligning her business with her own personal values. And it's really helpful for somebody that is a business that wants to cut down on Instagram, cut down on Facebook or whatever platform you're using and build up your community elsewhere. So that's going to be something that you might enjoy listening to. 
Oh, let's see. What else can I say about being a business? I mean, I would just be prepared, as I said, to have a significant financial dip once you do leave. Now, I think that this is most likely going to surprise you. I think you might be thinking, oh, I'm not going to make anything once I leave. But you figure it out, you know? My friend Carla had had said this to me. I was like, I'm so nervous to leave. I don't know what to expect. I'm just, I'm nervous um, about what will happen with my brand. And she just said, Lindsay, sometimes you just jump off and you figure it out on the way down. You know, like you, you can't have everything figured out all the time before you actually take that leap. Sometimes you're just going to take the leap and you figure it out on the way down. You know, things might be crashing down around you. And guess what? You figure that shit out real quick. <laughs> So sometimes you just have to take that leap and see where it takes you, you know, and who knows, it it might be the best thing that ever happened. Or you might say, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Three, four months, six months later, you might say, this is the worst decision. What's the worst that happened? You go back on there. Fine. You know, but you figure it out, you know, Instagram is a real B because it makes it very difficult for you to delete your account. You actually have to go to like a specific page online to do that. So, so ridiculous. And it asks you, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay. We'll deactivate you for 30 days and then we'll delete you. So they do that because they want you to come back and be like, oh my gosh, it was such a mistake. I want to come back. Please take me back. So I deactivated it. And for 30 days, it was just in limbo. And then after 30 days, it just automatically permanently deleted my name completely. But if you're a small brand that wants to see how things go offline, you actually have the option of just shutting down your account, but not losing it completely. Like it's like suspend my account or something. I don't remember exactly what the wording is, but you can just have it in limbo and then you just keep kind of suspending it. So if you're nervous and you don't want to delete it completely because you don't want to lose your community, you just want to see how it goes for a year, just do that. I don't know if there's a time limit to it. I don't think so. So you would just keep suspending it and just see how it goes. I also didn't mention that I have, I do have a motherhood meets medicine Instagram account that is specifically only for my podcast. I don't run it at all. Haven't been on there in months. Uh, My friend Taylor is the one that runs that. And all she does is she goes on every Wednesday and puts the episode up. And then occasionally when I have guests, she puts the questions from my audience up there and that's it. And she probably is on there for maybe 10 minutes, (laughs) like every couple weeks. Like, I mean, it's really minimal, the usage. Um, But I, I personally do not want anything to do with Instagram at this particular point. So she helps me with that. And I, I don't sign on there at all. In fact, I can't even look at a photo. Like if I click, somebody sends me an Instagram link, I click it. I can't see it because I don't have a username or anything. So it actually can be really frustrating. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, well, if you see something on Instagram, you really want me to see, you have to screenshot it and send me the screenshot because I can't look at anything on Instagram, but whatever, who cares better off that way. So I think that's it. Again, if you're a business or you're, you're a brand, you want to be able to use social media less or in a more meaningful way than the episode in two weeks from now when I speak with Danny. That's, that's going to be really helpful because she is still on social media and she talks about how much she uses it per month for her business. She's just a great example of, you know, okay, how much should I maybe be using this for my brand? Like what is a 
you know, reliable stat to go by. Like how much should I actually be responding to people and, and, and things like that? If you're a bigger brand, you could probably just afford for to hire out someone to be on there for you and responding to all your messages and just managing the account and posting, you know, so there's that. Uh, what else am I missing? I don't think that's, I think that's it. After, so let's see, I am going to do the episode with Danny in two weeks. And then two weeks after that, I'm going to do the Q&A, answering all the questions that you have about social media and about leaving or about influencing, really whatever you want. So if you have any questions, please, please, please send send them to me through SpeakPipe. I have the link in my show notes and you're actually able to send me a voicemail, which is so cool. And then I can actually respond to you. So you can send me a question and I can actually respond to you like this. This is a pretty cool way of communicating. And then I can actually use your questions in my episode. So also really cool because people don't have to hear my voice for 45 minutes. Also, if you have taken the 30-day reset off of social media or screens, or you've left completely for good, I would love, love, love to hear your experience and what you've noticed. If you wanted to go back on, your thoughts on that. If you wanted to stay off, your thoughts on that. I just would love to hear everything about it. So you can also use that same link to send me those because I'm also going to have that either in that Q&A episode or maybe in its own episode. I'm trying to figure out how I want that to be set up. But I already had a few of you send those to me, which have been really awesome to listen to. I heard a story from someone this week that was really amazing. Um, and it just really resonated with me. So I'm excited to share her story soon. I think that's it for this week. Yeah. And I will chat with you guys next week. See you later. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. All resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes on lindsayandco.com. To continue these important conversations, head over to Motherhood Meets Medicine on Instagram. Let me know what you learned from this episode and who you would love to hear from next. I always love getting feedback from you. If you're finding value in this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. This will help us to reach even more women from around the world. I'll catch you next week. Until then, don't forget to find some time to unplug, unwind, and have a little fun. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.